What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. Hope everybody had a great weekend. We're going to get this started today with Overreaction Monday. We got a lot of good overreactions there. Angels and Otani, the Giants and the Dodgers. We got the Padres making a wild card spot, potentially. We'll talk all about that. It is also the first Monday of the new month, meaning we have team of the month. We also have power rankings. We got Monday with mom and I have an honesty hour about the New York Yankees and the current state of that organization. Man, this one's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track. At the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. And what a game. What a moment. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope everybody had a good weekend. I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry, who it is Monday, meaning today is the big day for Woo! Alex. She is dressed very sparkly because she is going to Taylor Swift tonight. And I don't know if you've seen any photos or videos, but everyone wears like all the sparkles and all the sequins. Of course, I've, I've seen everything. I know you've watched everything. I watch everything. You were watching the live stream on TikTok. Yeah. Are you still not going? Did we not find tickets? I'm not buying, no. <laughs> what are you like? You're not, you didn't buy tickets either. Um, what? I got a guy. Important note got a here. Guy. Important note. Okay. Uh, Alex goes Monday night to the concert. <laughs> And we have a Tuesday episode, but we are recording the Tuesday episode before she goes to the concert. So Thursday will be the day that Alex gets to break that all down and tell us how the concert was. And I'm going to leave the room (laughs) while she does that because I don't want to hear about it. It's okay to be a little jealous. I just want to go. It's okay. I know you do. Yeah. It's okay. But we have a lot to talk about today, baseball-wise. Oh, my gosh. It was a wild weekend. Can we just, like, (laughs) in all aspects of, like, baseball, life, like, everything was just starting with your brother back making his re-debut with the Astros. Re-debut. Re-debut with the Astros. Uh, A great day, a great re-debut. Seven innings, two earned runs, four strikeouts there. Uh, Yeah, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was a little... It was like weird. weird. It was. Oh, here we are again. And it feels like, I don't know. It almost feels. Anticlimactic. Yeah. It's like, wow. First started a new team, but then he runs out and he's like surrounded by Altuve and Bregman and Jeremy Pena. And it's like, well, this isn't new at all. This is. Well, you decided to move on. That's the hardest part is you, you consciously made a decision like, okay, I did what I came to do with this organization. We won some championships, won some Cy Youngs, and now I'm moving on. Yeah. I'm going to try to do the another team. And then halfway through the year, it's just like, nah, it's not happening. Here you go. You're going back. Crazy. 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 And he did great. Just no run support. You know, it's also crazy, Alex. Huh. I was just thinking to myself, I swear, like last week, you know what? Baseball's having a moment right now. You know what we need? A good brawl. <laughs> it had been... So long since we got like a pitcher, uh-huh. like a, a batter charging the mound and putting somebody in a headlock. Oh, baby, did we get one of the greatest brawls of all time on Saturday? I mean, this was a straight up hockey fight. Yeah. A straight up hockey fight. I think before we really dive into it, if you haven't seen it or heard it, we have video. It was the radio call from the fight. Yeah, this is Tim Anderson. 
and Jose Ramirez, Tim Anderson of the White Sox, Jose Ramirez of the Guardians. And it really, they, they like dropped their gloves. Tim Anderson was in the field, like dro- hockey, literally dropped his like gloves, hockey players put do. his arms up like he's in a boxing match and they went at it. So we'll talk all about it, but you got to listen to the radio call from Tom Hamilton, 1480 WHBC. This is incredible. Listen. upset about anything they came up chewing Anderson squared off Posey decked him like this was a straight up boxing match and a boxing call for a baseball play and I don't think I've ever seen an umpire just take a step back let the player drop their gloves well, and go for it to. yeah yeah and go for it it was it I loved it. It was great. It was, it was great. And I'm not condoning violence and what, I mean, Tim Anderson got, he got messed up. I mean, he he was, he looked concussed. Um, yeah, he got knocked out cold, but I mean, man, what a Jose Ramirez talked about it after the game. And he said, I think he's been disrespecting the game for a while now. It's not from just today. I've been having the chance to tell him during the game as the play happened, he tagged me again really hard and then he wanted to fight. So I defended myself. They went after. Well, and the thing was, is like, it didn't even look like Ramirez, like saw where he was punching. His head was down and he was just swinging. He definitely and he got, got a good sh- He got the chin shot and he knocked him out. He got lucky that he connected there. He was not looking no. when he actually hit him when he knocked him out, but you know, just keep on swinging. If you're going to go down, go down <laughs> swinging. And he didn't go down. Tim Anderson ended up going down. There are a couple things that make you go. Hmm, I know it's not today's segment that came after this fight. And one of them was Ramirez's agent sharing a photo <laughs> of him in boxing gloves on Sunday. Now I don't, this wasn't from, this wasn't a, a recent photo, but it was just a resurfacing. Yeah. He moment. chose this morning to resurface an old photo of <laughs> Jose Ramirez wearing boxing gloves, which is, I mean, it was great. Even, even Tito Francona, the, the manager of the guardian said afterwards when asking, uh, the guy goes, what'd you have on uh, Jose Ramirez's left hook? And Francona goes, right hook. <laughs> it was a right hook. And he goes, <laughs> you know, he, he was struggling to keep it. He goes, it's, it's not funny. Yeah. But like I was talking to the coaches about it and we were laughing. Uh, but yeah, but boys will be boys. He like, didn't know what to like. He didn't know how to say yeah. like, I mean, it happens in baseball, like fights like happen. It's been a part of the game forever. Benches clear. It was great. Bullpen comes in. The other thing that happened after this, that kind of makes you go, Hmm. Uh, Tim Anderson going off on Twitter. Yeah. That was weird. It was, it was weird. He, it was like 15 tweets, 15 tweets in 15 minutes. Every minute. <laughs> it was like a different minute, different tweet. I don't know what he was referring to or talking about. I mean, but it had to be, it he had seemed to be unhinged. the fight. Yeah. He's very seemed, unhinged. It was all, you know, you can't really repeat what was said. It was mm-hmm. all over the place, but it was like, yeah. F you, you F and losers don't understand who gives losers <laughs> platform. Like it was, it was uh, mean. Uh, yeah. It was bit, Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's probably embarrassed. embarrassed. He got, knocked, he got out. knocked out and he was the one who dropped his gloves first and wanted to fight. And then he got knocked out. 
Yeah. Was, I mean, this was beautiful. That radio call is incredible. I, he was Down calling. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Fight. It was beautiful. That guy's been waiting his whole life to call a boxing <laughs> match, and he got to do it while calling a Cleveland Guardians that, game. That was his new, like, real resume. That's getting yeah, sent he's out. Sending to, that like, to every, he's, yeah. He might be calling boxing games coming up. Like, that was incredible. I wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't going to happen, but suspensions will be handed How down. Long do you what think? do you think? It were, so we record Sunday night. Yeah. And uh, we don't yet. I don't know when the suspensions are going to come out. Maybe Monday, uh, maybe tomorrow. But if I had to guess, I would say 10 games. Ooh, yeah. That's a lot. They're not going to like, they're, they're, they're going to have to lay the law down here. I'm not going to, I hope it, it, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. Unfortunately. Yeah. I wish yeah, I wish I wish MLB worth would it? just come out and do the Tito Francona and say, hey, boys will be boys. <laughs> Play on. But they're they're not. Imagine? And I understand that they yeah. can't do that. But yeah. uh, I do think it'll be pretty steep. <sighs> worth it. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. <laughs> worth it for Tim worth Anderson it. to get in the fight. Jose Ramirez, they gotta get in the playoffs and he's their best player. Oh shoot. So they're yeah. they're gonna be mm. without their their mm. MVP for however long MLB says they're gonna be without him. But it's <laughs> hilarious. It was great, great for us. It was great. Great for the media. Great for baseball. Every, yeah, everyone, everyone I was, literally was talking just about it. thinking this. Baseball hasn't had like a because I, I think what I do you started call it the B when you like make a prediction. What what do you BVG? BVG. You should have just like come out and said that last week. You well, I think I it. thought there was like a benches clearing situation like a week or so was, ago. And, and, and it's been like that for, but that's all it's been for yeah. years is ba- like, I don't, I can't remember anything serious since like Bryce Harper years ago when he charged the mound and like threw his helmet and yeah. like, oh yeah. And then obviously the Odor Jose Batista situation. But now, you know, we've had a lot of benches clearing and like maybe a little shove, but then that's yeah. it. We haven't had a good brawl in a in a while. It was great, and we got it. It was it was beautiful. It. I have my fix for that. Was great. A little while. That yeah, was awesome. That was All right, let's get into our first segment for Monday, overreaction Monday, and our first. Ben will let me know if it's an overreaction or not. The Angels made a mistake keeping Shohei Otani. No, no, they didn't make a mistake. They took a big risk and it appears that that risk isn't going to work out, but it doesn't mean they made a mistake. You know, like they have Shohei on their team and they were doing and are doing everything they can to make the playoffs and try and get him and re-sign him. And it's a, it's a risk that I probably wouldn't have taken. I would have probably, and I, and it's tough for me again, we're, I'm being an armchair GM that doesn't have control on, of Shohei Otani on my team right now, but it's a risk that I probably wouldn't have taken. I probably would have tried to see how much I can get for him and the future of my team, but they did take it. They took a risk to try and keep the greatest player of all time. And I can't blame them for that. So that's what, that's what I'll say. I, it was a big risk. I don't know if I would have taken the risk. I probably would have tried to set up better for the future, but we sit here on Monday. They have not won a game since the trade deadline. And it looks like everything is failing miserably, but they took a risk and it doesn't appear to be paying off right now. And they lost six in a row. Four of those were to the Seattle Mariners who were right behind them in the ALS. And then obviously after getting swept, <laughs> the Mariners have now jumped the Angels. So they are now even further down. 
in the AOS, and they're seven games back in the wild card. But they didn't know they were going to lose six in a row. But they I mean, were brutal losses. Like starting I know, Thursday I against saying, them yeah. when Shohei was pitching, hit home run number 40. Yeah. Had a great outing on the mound. Yeah. And then they give up a grand slam in the ninth inning. Yes, but I can't criticize their decision from the trade deadline for what's transpired afterwards. They went for it. I Again, okay. it was a risk, and I don't think I would have gone that direction. Okay. But but I I don't I can't say they made a mistake. They took a really 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 big risk to try and keep the greatest player of all time. Okay, I respect Fair. that. I respect that. Fair. On to our next overreaction. The Giants will overtake the Dodgers for the NL West. Well, no, that that's an overreaction. Okay. The Giants are sixty-one and fifty-one, though, and they have the third best record in the National League, and are not getting the love that the Giants do deserve. Yeah, but no, they will not overtake the Dodgers in the NL West. But they really, they really are a fun team to watch. They're just an organization and a team that I feel they just know how to win. Mm -hmm. And they've had some really bad years over the last few years, over the last five ish years, there's been some really bad years in there. Their last world series win. Yeah. But they've also been like the, a couple of years ago when they won the division out of nowhere, nobody saw that happening. You know, they edged out the Dodgers by a game or two and won well over a hundred games. Like, They've had these really good years with teams that aren't as talented maybe as, as the Dodgers right now. And they're doing that again this year. I mean, their offense is in the bottom half of the league. They rank in the bottom half of the league in offense, but they pitch their ass off, man. Alex Cobb's been fantastic this season. He has a 3.05 ERA, uh, Logan Webb, 3.45 ERA. They lead all of baseball and saves. Camilla Duvall is insane at the back end of the bullpen. They pitch well, they field the ball and they score enough runs. Here's what they do. They Mm -hmm. pitch really well. They play really solid defense and they score more runs than the other team. And that's a good recipe for success. It also helps that the D backs are struggling to hold on to a playoff spot because they were looking great for such a good portion of the season. And they've kind of just taken a turn and the giants are taking advantage of that. It's a big, it's, it's a struggle for the D backs right now. I, that I don't love I know that. That's hard for you to talk I, about. I want them. They're, they're my bold prediction <laughs> that they make it to the playoffs and they're holding on by a threat at this point. Mm. I need them to, to figure it out. But yeah, I just, I don't think the giants are getting the love that they deserve. I think people would be surprised to look at the NL West and see the giants three and a half games behind Behind the Dodgers. I do. Yeah. Dodgers are getting all the love there. Rightfully so. They're very good, but a lot of credit due to the Giants. But no, it is an overreaction. They do not pass the Dodgers. All right. Well, let's stay in the NL West and focus our attention on San Diego for our next overreaction Monday. The Padres season is not over yet. Hell no, it's not over. No, it's not. The Padres season feels like it's just now beginning. Yep. I mean, they have the third best run differential in all of the National League behind only the Dodgers and the Braves. Mm -hmm. So, yes, they're sitting outside of a playoff spot currently. And we record on Sunday nights and they're playing the Dodgers right now. And they're three outs away from losing that game. They're going to lose. It's a 7-2 ball game right now. So, 
they're going to fall to 55 and 57 and they're going to be what three games out of a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you look at the year they've had and it's been, you would say like how disappointing of a season it's been. And you look up and they're three games out of a playoff spot and playing some of the best baseball they have all year with a run differential. That's some of the best in all of baseball. And with a roster and a lineup and a starting rotation that has the ability to be incredible. And that's why there was so much hype surrounding them at the start of the season and so much disappointment when they've had that first half that they've had. But if any team has the ability to turn things around and just go on a crazy stretch, it's the Padres. And I think we're seeing it. I mean, we haven't yet seen a crazy stretch of like 10 in a row. But we're seeing a stretch of of really good baseball entering this game tonight. They had won seven of their last ten. They've really cut down that the games back. They were at the trade deadline. I think they were six and a half back, and the Mets were seven and a half back. They were right neck and they, neck, they were like a they, game apart. They took two different directions. Yeah, and I actually don't. I, I I don't disagree with the Mets' direction, and I don't disagree obviously with the Padres' direction. Yeah, but you know. They went for it, and now they're sitting there three games out of a playoff spot and playing some of the best. Things are rolling down there in San Diego. They're playing some of the best baseball they have all year long. Absolutely, this season's not over. And if I had if I had to guess yeah. right now, if you made me predict like my life depended on it, do the Padres get into the playoffs? I would say yes. I mean, look at the teams. Look at the teams in between them. I know. It's Nothing Arizona, again. Miami, Arizona. Cincinnati. All those teams are playing. That's who's right above them to get in. And then you have, I mean, who's in the wild card now, Philly, San Francisco and Cubs. All of those teams that are outside in front of the Padres are playing poorly. I know. And they're creeping up and they're, they're the most talented team of the bunch. It's just a matter of, and, and this is my, my brother said this the other day about the Mets. We just kept, we just kept believing that at some point things would turn around and they just never did but that's what the Padres are doing with their really talented team. You just mm-hmm. believe things are going to turn around and they are, and they are. So I think they get in. <sighs> it's exciting. Yeah. You want, you want good players to be playing in the postseason, as we said earlier about Shohei Otani yep. and they have some incredible players on their team. All they right. Do. Now let's move over to the NL East for our next over reaction. Trey Turner is back. <laughs> Philly fans are some of the best fans in the world, Yeah. by the way. And their decision in unison to give Trey Turner a standing ovation when he was hitting 235 on the season and really, really struggling. Their decision to no more booze. This guy is a human being that is really struggling. Yeah. Their decision to in unison decide to give him a standing ovation when he comes up to the plate I thought was one of the coolest things a fan base has ever come united to yeah. do. And it ended up working. Got a big RBI knock that game. Then the next day, a huge go ahead home run for them. He even posted on social media after the standing ovation, thanking the fans. So he, you know, like he's a human. He knows he's struggling. He yeah. knows he needs to be better for the team. He wants to be better. And he absolutely heard the crowd and it helped him. It's Didn't great. Didn't he say his mom is super hard on him sometimes too? He and said it's a like couple his, months ago. His, his like hardest critic. It. It's yeah. like people forget that superstars are, like you said, he's a human too. They're regular people. And so much of baseball is mental. Oh yeah. And you're mentally like having a moment. So what if, 40,000 people 
start standing for you and cheering you yeah. on, you're going to feed off of that. Yeah, absolutely. That was beautiful. So am I, but I, I'm not ready to say he's back. Okay. I, I loved right. it and I hope this helps get him back. Okay. But I can't yet say he's back. I mean, okay. That's fair. It happened very quickly. All right. But it's good. That's good. I, I loved it. I okay. love Philly fans deserve Philly fans. We get love a, Philly fans. Philly fans get a really bad rap and it's because they threw snowballs at Santa Claus years I- ago. Love Philly They're so fans. good. They're I am so obsessed passionate. with Philly fans. They're so passionate. Remember the yeah. whole thing during the World Series when they flicked off my brother and then he flicked them off back beautiful. and it all became like this really yes. cool thing. Yeah. They're passionate. It was the Philly hello. It was the Philly hello. <laughs> it was really cool. It was great. It was awesome. All right. We got one more overreaction Monday. The Rangers had the best trade deadline. The Rangers have not lost since the trade deadline. And a huge reason for that is the trade deadline pickups that they had. You know, they, they identified their weaknesses uh-huh. and they addressed those weaknesses. The, the weaknesses were starting pitching and relief pitching. And they go out and add two starters, one elite top of a rotation starter, Max Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery, who was really good for them in, in his debut. Mm-hmm. And then Aroldis Chapman in the bullpen, Chris Stratton in the bullpen. So was offense a problem for them? No, it wasn't. The pitching was the problem. And everybody could have told you that. And they went out and addressed that. And they haven't lost since the trade deadline. So how can I sit here almost a week removed and say that they didn't have the best deadline. Did, did it make them the best team in baseball? No, but did they improve the most of anybody? I absolutely yep. think they did. So I will say, yes, this is not an overreaction. The Rangers had the best trade deadline. Uh, they're giving, the Astros have been playing pretty well. They're giving them no wiggle room to lose. They've actually no. lengthened their division lead through this win streak. And yeah, they, you know, I, I think they, they added the most. They did the most. They identified their weaknesses. And they addressed that. And I absolutely think they had the best of them. It's going to be a Texas battle for the top of the AOS down to the last couple of weeks. It might it's be going a, to be fun. It might be a Texas battle for the American League. Ooh. And the Orioles are, the Orioles yeah. have something to Hot say take. there. They're very good. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's fair to say two of the three best teams in the American League are in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fun. All right. Yep. Well, that wraps up. Overreaction Monday, which means it's time for Mondays with mom. So what did Mama Verlander text you this week? Oh, baby. Mama Verlander had some good stuff this week. And I don't even know if she knows what direction I'm going to go with this this week. (laughs) One of them I think she does, but we got two. Okay. The first of which comes on the day that Justin got traded. So Tuesday of last week, trade deadline day. Yeah. Justin gets traded. Everything's happening. I'm in the middle of an interview with Matt McLean. And like probably 30 minutes to an hour after Justin gets traded, I get a text from my mom saying, did Justin get traded? (laughs) What, mom? And I said, yes, Houston, with a crying laughing emoji. But, you know, I sometimes forget, like, she's not scouring Twitter at all times. And Justin's obviously busy going through all that stuff. So, but it was just fun. Like my life is baseball. So I'm consumed in it. And obviously if my brother gets traded, it's a huge deal. Yeah. So to look down at my phone an hour after the trade and see, did Justin get traded when it's all, you guys don't have like a family group chat. 
that's like no, we someone- do. But he, I mean, it was I couldn't imagine everything going yeah. through his brain, and and w- there was there was feelings that like there yeah. were ideas of what was happening, but she yeah. just she didn't know yet that it was like officially Official. officially announced. Okay, so I was like, yes, yes, mom, yes, mom. <laughs> Houston. Uh, the other one is great. Can okay. we put this one up? We're, we're, this is It's getting bigger and bigger every week, by the way. We get it. it in the wall. We get it in the screen. This is another text from mom this week. Listening to today's podcast and was very excited to hear that you have a billboard. Us too. I was wondering which pick of me you used. <laughs> I'm sure I'm on there. Dot, dot, dot. Right? Since I have a segment every single Monday and thought for sure I'd be included. <laughs> I said, haha, yes, you're on the billboard. Though she is not. But maybe we needed we we need we do need to put her. So what's gonna happen? We need to create a Mondays with Mama Verlander logo so we have her face and everyone can get to know and see and also fall in love yep. with Mama Verlander. I agree. She deserves it. She does. That was great. Good Mondays with mom. Those are great Mondays with mom. Keep it rolling, mom. Now it's time for honesty hour. Okay. So this is going to be a, this is quite the shift of, this is quite the shift. This is a heated Uh, honesty honesty hour. Honesty hour isn't typically on Mondays, but now it isn't. It'll be on on whenever day. Yep. Honesty hour. The New York Yankees. The Yankees organization is a complete embarrassment right now. Yes, they still have a shot at the playoffs. Yes, they're still a good baseball team. But this front office and staff are doing some just unacceptable things. Absolutely unacceptable. Let's talk about it. Let's start with Anthony Rizzo, who just went on the IL with a concussion. And they dated that concussion back to a collision with Fernando Tatis at first base. That happened two months ago. Two months. This guy has had a concussion for two months. Before that, he had 11 homers on the year and was hitting 304 on the season. Since that day, he had one homer and was batting 172. Just complete and obvious negligence from the medical staff to let that go undiagnosed for two months. I don't care if the guy, the guy had a collision where he got hit in the head that you have a duty and an obligation to check that out as much as you possibly can. I don't care if Anthony Rizzo walks off and says, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Of course he's going to say that he's a gamer, but if a guy gets hit in the head, do your due diligence. And then you start seeing a week later, two weeks later, a month later that his numbers have fallen off a cliff. And he just doesn't look right. It took you two months to diagnose a concussion. We're talking like detrimental to your overall life health here. He was saying it was hard for him to wake up in the mornings. Uh-huh. He was feeling hungover when he wake up, woke up in the mornings. He was feeling foggy is what he was describing. And it was like hungover, but not drinking any alcohol the right. night before. Yes. I One, that's one thing. Just complete and obvious Negligence from the medical staff there, in my opinion. That is unacceptable. That can't happen. Speaking of complete negligence, the trade deadline. The trade deadline comes and goes, and their handling of it was completely unacceptable. They weren't buyers. They weren't sellers. They did nothing. 
absolutely nothing. I actually would have, if, if I were, I would have been buyers. I think the team is good enough to be a playoff team. And if you can add a bat to that lineup that has really been struggling, I think that changes everything. But I also would have understand, and they're still, they were, they're still in reach of a playoff spot. But I understand if you want to say we're in last place in our division, we are going to take this year to sell and to get pieces for the future, sell guys that are out the door, just do something. They did nothing. It's unacceptable. How do you let that happen? If you're the front office, George Steinbrenner would have never allowed this. Mm-mm. Hal Steinbrenner's in charge now, and Brian Cashman is running the show there as the GM, and nothing's done. And you hear them talk about the team as if it's just like, well, we didn't do enough. You know, it's like you, you just hear quotes of, we didn't do enough, so we just did, you did nothing? If, you, if the team wasn't good enough, look at what the New York Mets did across town. I respect the hell out of the fact that they made a decision Yeah, and they had the guts to tear it down this year, rebuild for the future. Now they're going to be better off for it in the long run than this Yankees team. That's just hovering uh, in, in last place around last place in a division and hoping they get into sneak into a playoff spot. This team ain't a world series team. What are you doing? There's just such a weird negative vibe surrounding the New York Yankees right now. Everything you mentioned, we don't need to go into the Domingo German thing, but that was also just a dark cloud over the organization. There hasn't felt like there has been a positive ray of hope for this team to be able to come together and turn things around and go on a big winning streak since Aaron Judge came back. Yeah. And lastly... Let's discuss the Giancarlo Stanton Mm. situation. I like Giancarlo Stanton a lot. And when I was living out here in LA during the off season, when I was playing professionally, Giancarlo Stanton was my hitting partner in the off season for a while. It was, he's a great guy, but in a tie ball game, a ball is hit in the gap. Giancarlo Stanton on second base, a ball in the gap. He gets thrown out at home by half the baseline. It wasn't even close. And you look at him and he was not running. I understand that Giancarlo Stanton is not the fastest guy in the world, but you know, when somebody that is slow is giving max effort, that wasn't max effort. That wasn't max it, effort. it was not, it was, it was an unacceptable effort in a tie ball game. When you need wins, you need, you need runs to, you need to get in the playoffs and that's the effort you're giving. And Boone said post game that he is healthy and there was no injury thing. There's no injury thing that, that that's there to me. That makes this unacceptable. This is an unacceptable situation. If he's healthy, then that level of effort isn't acceptable. It's just not. Even if you're slow, you you know when a guy is giving effort, and that just wasn't. There's a view of him rounding third and then going home, and he's just running what looks to be 50%. He's running like it looks like he had a piano attached to his back. Well, it was a home run trot. It was it, it was, was yeah. like it was a slow home run trot there, he was giving yeah. around third base. There was just no effort. And oh. the inability for the team's manager to go up there in the meeting and say that was unacceptable. That was completely unacceptable. It was a horseshit effort. And it is something that we will never stand for here. 
as the New York Yankees, and we will handle this internally. But that didn't happen. That's n- none of that is happening. They're not handling anything the right way. Sure, the Domingo Duran situation now. They ha- they, he's gone for the year. Yeah. Fine. But this situation, this is what the Yankees need. Have your manager have the have the guts to stand up in front of the media and say, we, this is not the New York Yankees way. If you are able to hustle, hustle. If you are not, then you will not be playing. This isn't Aaron judge Mm-mm. who's coming back from an injury and rushed back from an injury and is probably still dealing with that injury. Oh, definitely. This isn't Aaron judge. Who's one of the best hitters on planet earth. This is John Carlos Stanton hitting 200 on the year, giving that bullshit effort. It's so frustrating. It's unacceptable. And the New York Yankees whole front office now from the top down, from the top to the manager. I just think it's an unacceptable way of handling things. Trade deadline, the way they handled it, unacceptable. Anthony Rizzo, the medical staff, the way they handled it, unacceptable. And this handling of Giancarlo Stan's situation where you just go to the media and say like, I haven't really seen it yet. You know, he's, he's healthy. Sometimes he just like, doesn't, if he runs at a certain angle, he like pulls up a little bit. And it's just like, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and it's unacceptable. Honesty hour, New York Yankees, be better. I love the heat. It's ridiculous. I love the heat. It's ridiculous. Oh, it is. Deep breath. Yeah. (sighs) Because now we're going to switch gears. Okay. And do a positive thing. Great. Because it is. Great. The first Monday of the month. So we are doing team of the month instead of team of the week like we normally do. It feels weird that the first Monday of the month is coming on August 7th. I know. Because our but, first Monday was the 31st. Yeah. 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 Because no. trade deadline was a yes. Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't quite the end of the month yet. Yeah. So technically, first Monday of the new month, and we have team of the month now. Let's get started at catcher. My catcher on team of the month is Francisco Alvarez. Just an unbelievable month for him. 275, eight homers leading all catchers there, 16 RBIs, a 974 OPS. Look, say what you want about the Mets this season. Make fun of the Mets if you want for the season they've had. They have their catcher of the future for a long, long time. He was also named National League Rookie of the Month. But man, what a good month of July he had. So Francisco Alvarez behind the plate. All right, let's move to first base. Freddie Freeman. Having a crazy month. Talk about a great month. 359, seven homers, 20 RBIs, an OPS of 1.123. Look, I, I said this the other day. I do believe Ronald Acuna is the clear MVP front runner currently. But what I said was that I think Freddie Freeman is at least making it a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean I would vote for Freddie if I had a vote. I don't even mean it's particularly close. But he's getting to the point where we can at least have a conversation about it. And he's he's just been unbelievable. And July, July was the best of the best at first base. It was. All right, moving to second base. Eddie Julian. Yep, Edward Julian. I love this guy. I think... I started loving him during the world baseball classic when we saw him out there for team Canada. And in the month of July, he hit three sixty nine with six homers, nine RBIs and an OPS of almost 1200. The guy's a stud. He's a rookie. He's a stud. If you don't know the name, you should know the name because a lot of the reason that the, the twins are where they are is because of him. 
Carlos Correa hasn't been having a great year this year. We haven't even talked about him. Yeah. Not a good year. Not a good season so far. I think when it comes crunch time, playoff time, he shows up, but he hasn't been good this year. He's been a huge part of their offense. He's my second baseman. All right. Moving over to third base. Another insane month. Manny Machado. Yeah. Manny Machado led everybody in 11 homers. 11 homers in the month, 29 RBIs, a 309 batting average, and a 1.092 OPS. A big part of the reason that the Padres have started turning it around a mm-hmm. little bit. I know they lose the weekend series to to the Dodgers, but before the before the Sunday loss, they had won seven of their last 10. That offense is rolling. They have a really good run differential, one of the best run differentials in baseball, but currently on the outside looking in at the playoffs. Uh, if I had to, if I was a betting man, I would bet on them ending up in the playoffs. And Manny Machado was carrying that offense in July. Moving over to shortstop, Bobby Witt Jr. What a month for Bobby Witt Jr. 327, six homers, 21 RBIs, a 979 OPS, a walk-off grand slam mixed in there. Ooh. How cool is that? Walk-off grand slam. And he's also continued it. Obviously, we're about a week into August now. He's continued it into August. He's been fantastic this month as well. So uh, not a very positive year for the Royals. One of the worst teams in baseball, though they found themselves a win streak. Yeah, they did. But also like walk off Grand Slam. That's got to be like one of the better feelings as a hitter. Yeah. I mean, you would hope it's to mean something. So, (laughs) but but, uh, in In in, 162, that's got to be one of the greater feelings at the plate. Grand slams are awesome. Walk-offs are awesome. A walk-off grand slam is the the tippy top there. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's move to the outfield. Now, remember, these are just three outfielders, not necessarily by position. Starting with Cody Bellinger. Belly's back. Belly is back. I mean, 400. In July, eight homers, 24 RBIs, an OPS over 1,100. MVP belly is, uh, uh, you, you look at the numbers, the, the power numbers on the season aren't quite there from like MVP years. But I mean, in July, they certainly were. Eight homers in the month yep. there. The Cubbies are rolling. Yeah, they are. Belly's a big part of that. He's my first of three outfielders. And he was a big change of scenery can change your game. That's what we were hoping for. Yep. It was interesting with him because he got paid that one year deal. It was kind of like a, who are you? What are you going to be deal? One year deal. They didn't pay him like he had been playing over the last couple of years. They didn't pay him like his MVP. They paid him somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And it was literally, what are we going to get from Cody Bellinger? And that, that gamble has paid off big time for the Cubs. Yes, it has. All right. On to your second outfielder of the month, Chaz McCormick. Look at Chaz McCormick, man. 351, six homers, 23 RBIs, a 1.128 OPS. Chazzy Fizz, what a month. The dude's <laughs> a stud. Love to see it. Great month out of Chaz. And your third outfielder, his teammate, Cal Tucker. Yeah, both those guys are rolling. The, the Astros outfield right now is rolling. Chaz, Kyle Tucker, Jordan out there. Oh, Every, yeah. I mean... Kyle Tucker, 359, seven homers, 23 RBIs, a 1.119 OPS. Man. And he just moved into uh, the BVP last week. First time Kyle Tucker moved in there. He was number five in the BVP. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the guy's hitting over 300 on the year now. Again, I, and I, I said this, I think, last week as well, if not the week before. Most underrated player in baseball. 
The guy's hitting, the guy's hitting 300, having a great year, having a great month of July. And you, you, I just feel like it goes a little under the radar a little bit. And that's why he's the, he was my number one most underrated player. I love it. All right, let's move to designated hitter, Shohei Otani. Yeah, this is Shohei. Well, Back-to-back I mean, player of the month. The, the month of July was remarkable. He had 282. He had nine homers on the month. Uh, just got to 40 homers on the year, 14 RBIs, a 1.152 OPS, and he's doing it all while cramping pretty much every day. Every game. <laughs> it's incredible. Every game. Yep. Back-to-back player of the month awards, uh, June and July. He's the only one to do that since Josh Hamilton and Chase Headley in 2012. And he's now done it twice. He did yeah. it in 2021 as well. So, yeah, what a month. He's, he's my DH. Your starting pitcher, Blake Snell. Yeah. I mean, he had a 0.56 ERA in the entire month. He went four and one, 42 strikeouts in 32 innings, a 196 batting average against. So look at those, look at those strikeout numbers, 42 strikeouts in 32 innings. I mean, that's about as dominant as you're going to find of a month. I mean, his, his July was incredible. Not a single home run allowed in the month. Blake Snell, my starting pitcher team of the month for July. And rounding things up with your closer, Felix Bautista. Perfection. Yep. It was perfection. Eight saves, 25 strikeouts in 14 innings. 25 strikeouts in 14 innings. Zero earned runs, four walks total, and three hits. Only three hits. That's crazy. On the entire month. He was unbelievable and was thus named AL reliever of the month. But the much bigger honor is being named to my (laughs) team of the month for July. So congrats to him. All right. Now that means it is time for our player of the month. Who you got, Ben? Yeah, my player of the month is is Shohei Otani. He was back-to-back player of the month for for the American League. Again, only the second player to only the, he's the first player to do that since 2012. And he's done it twice. Uh, offensively, obviously all those numbers I just mentioned as a yep. DH off the chart, 282, nine homers, 14 RBIs, but the pitching side of things, his first ever complete game shutout one hitter, by the way, I feel like everybody was saying it's his first ever complete game. It was a complete game. One hitter. Yeah. It was almost perfect. It was almost a, close to a no hitter. Close to a perfect game. He was almost he was almost perfect. It was the perfect almost. game, pretty much. It was yeah. one of the best performances ever. And then he had he had the game, the back-to-back, the double header, where after that complete game, one hitter, he hit the two homers in a game. He had a great month in in one day. Yeah. <laughs> and a double header, he had a great month. Pitched great, great offensively. He is my he's my player of the month. Yeah. Shohei Otani is also my player of the month. Every number and stat and moment that you just mentioned, it's hard not to pick Shohei Otani in this moment. First player to 40 home runs. He's doing things we have never seen before. And uh, he's a unicorn. There's a reason he just won back-to-back player of the month. Yeah. And there's a reason he's the Both of most our- wide favorite to win the MVP award in, in the history of sports. Yeah. Honestly. Let's just hope he stops cramping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no more cramps. No more cramps. Give him a day off. All right. Keep preaching this. That does it for team of the month for July. We got power rankings now. New and improved yes, and we do. updated top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. And uh, some 
some pretty decent movement here this There's week. There's a lot of movement, yeah. starting with number 10. They were not ranked last week. The Giants. Yeah, as you talked about them earlier. Yeah. Really under the radar successful season. You know, they, they're in a playoff spot. They're not far behind the Dodgers right now, who are probably the second best team in the national league. They're right on their heels. Yep. Uh, they're 61 and 51 and playing really good baseball. They, they pitch really well. They play really good defense and they score enough runs to, to win the most of their ball games. So, uh, giants here at 10 and first time in the power rankings, I think this year in total, but it, at least first time in a long time. Number nine, also not ranked last week, going on a bit of a tear, the Phillies. Yeah, Phillies playing good baseball. They're also 61 and 51 in a playoff spot as we currently sit. It always just felt like a matter of time for the Phillies. Like, when is the offense going to figure it out? When is Trey Turner going to figure it out? They just had, and I'm not ready to yet say they're not struggling, but Kyle Schwarber and Trey Turner in that lineup have just been a real struggle bus this year. But, um, the team has played good throughout it. So they're sitting here at 61 and 51 throughout a lot of those struggles. They're pitching well uh, with, with Nola and Wheeler. They're a really good team. Obviously the reigning champs. They're here at number nine. Number eight, slowly trying to climb their way back up the power rankings up one spot, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. The Rays just, you know, they got that big bump down about a month ago. I think it was three weeks ago, big yep. bump down. And they really had, they continue to just, be a, a good, not great baseball team. They have a great record, 68 and 46, but good, not great. And that's why they're just kind of treading water down here between like six and 10 in that range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number seven, another team kind of going on a tear up three spots, the Cubs. How about the Cubbies? I mean, they're 58 and 54 now. They went on that really long win streak. And I don't have the numbers here right in front of me, but I would argue to say they've been the best team in baseball since the all-star break them and the, the Rangers mm -hmm. probably right there neck and neck. Uh, but yeah, it's just a vibe there and Wrigley a right great now. Vibe. I love it. I love what they're doing. I love that they kept belly and kept Stroman. And I know he's on the IL right now, but they went for it. You did. They went on that win streak. The team forced them to go for it. And the one thing you don't want as a front office is for your team to, to be on the bubble, play lights out for the week leading up to the trade deadline, give you no reason to sell. And then right after the trade deadline, stink it up and fall out of the race. They've uh, rewarded their front office for being buyers. Yeah. And they decided they went out and got Candelario. Who's been phenomenal hitting over 500 since yep. he's gotten back to the Cubs. So yeah, Cubbies rolling. They're here at number seven. Opposite of what the angels have done since the trade deadline. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move to number six up one spot. The blue Jays. Yeah. Blue Jays with a big sweep of the red side. That was a mm -hmm. big, big, big series. They're yeah. 63 and 50. They came into the series with the red Sox, uh, three games back of them for that final playoff spot. Yeah. And they swept them in Knocked Boston. Them to the bottom. Yeah. So a big shakeup there for, yeah. Now the red Sox are bottom of the division uh, that was a big one that you, if the Red Sox had swept that series, we'd be talking about them potentially in a playoff spot Definitely, and the, the Blue Jays out of it. Uh, they played, they did exactly what they needed to do on the road in Boston, which is not an easy place to win. All right. Moving to your top five at number five, the Dodgers down two spots. 
Yeah. I mean, look, the Dodgers are still, the Dodgers are playing good baseball. They win that weekend series against the, uh, against the Padres Mm -hmm. on the road. That was a, a big win for them. I just, I, I ended up bumping them down because of the teams in front of them. I feel like have, um, especially the spoiler alert, especially the Rangers just, you know, they had taken a little step back. I feel like, and now they're on this win streak. They haven't, we'll talk about them in a minute. Yeah. They've been great. (laughs) Uh, Dodgers aren't, I I didn't bump them down because of how they've been playing. They're top five team. Yeah. They're top five team. I think they're the second best team in, in the national league and yeah, they're really good. All right. Number four, the Astros holding strong at number four. Yeah. The Astros are did what they needed that the weekend series against the Yankees four game series ended up splitting there. Um, so I, I know the Yankees haven't been great, but still a tough place to go into and win. good series before that. And the pickup of Justin, they did exactly what that rotation mm-hmm. got so much better. And we've seen it now since, since that addition, Framber with the no hitter, Yep, Hunter Brown with a great, quality start in Yankee stadium. His first start there, Justin's really good start against the, the rotation had a huge, got a huge boost, right? You didn't just add the reigning Cy Young winner and one of the best pitchers ever. You added a guy that is going to bring a lot to that rotation. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can already see that paying off. I think that's huge for the Astros. They're here at number four. All right. Number three, you mentioned them a moment ago, up two spots, the Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers uh, haven't lost since the trade deadline. They haven't lost since the trade deadline. Well, they had the best trade deadline too. We talked about it earlier. I think they've. I think they've shown yeah. that they had the best. You can't argue that they had the yep. best deadline. They did a lot and they addressed their weaknesses. Um, so I, I, I will say, and I have no problem saying, the Rangers had the best deadline. Adding Scherzer, adding Jordan Montgomery, adding Chris Stratton, Stratton adding Araldis Chapman. They did a lot and it's paid off big time, huge help for them. And they have not lost since they made those decisions. So uh, yeah, Rangers here at number three. And at number two, the AL East leaders holding that number two spot, the Orioles. The AL East leading Orioles and they got to 70 wins. They're sitting at 70 wins on the season. One of only two teams to reach the 70 win mark. They're on a win streak currently. They sweep the Mets in the weekend series. Man, I just love this team. It's so much fun. It's such a vibe there. The O's, the O's are a vibe mm-hmm. and they're a great vibe. They're here at number two. And number one, holding strong. The other team with 70 wins, the Braves. Yeah, the Braves are the best team in baseball. 70 and 39, in my opinion, are the best team in baseball. The most, the, the deepest lineup, yep. great pitching, just got Max Free back. We saw him dominate in his return against the Cubbies. Uh, by the way, bumped the Cubs up, forgot to mention that they've been playing great baseball, but they just beat the Braves at home in that weekend series. They did. That, that's a statement series yeah, it for is. them. Playing really well. You decide to buy at the deadline. You Then you got the Braves coming to town and you beat them there. Uh, so I wanted to mention that about the Cubs, but the Braves are the best team in baseball. Still nothing changes there for me. Matt Olson is just on a different level. I mean, currently um, here he comes. We we could see him. We could see him pass Shohei in the coming days because of the way Shohei's getting pitched without Mike Trout. I don't know the day that Mike Trout's coming back, but it can't come soon enough. They for need Shohei. Him. Shohei needs him back. The Shohei, team needs him back. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, top to bottom, 
lineup wise, everybody in the Braves lineup, their OPS is better than league average OPS. Every single player, the yeah. pitching staff, phenomenal. Spencer Strider, my pick for NL Cy Young Award. Feel really good about that. Max Freed coming back. He hasn't pitched most all year, comes back and dominates. Kyle Wright coming back at some point. Charlie Morton throws well. They're, they're so good. They're so good. And they're here at number one to round out this week's top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. That rounds out our Monday show. Big night. Big night. Big night for you. <laughs> She's going to Swifty. She's going to I'm going to have to block you. No, you don't. I'm going to have to block you on all socials. No, you're not. I am. Why? Why not just enjoy it? I have enjoyed it. Be there it. with me. I've it's seen like the I'm concert. sharing it so people can experience it like they're there too. That's what you're going to do for your social media. That's not what you do to me. You sit there and say, I'm sitting in a VIP section. Don't you wish you were going, Ben? Wouldn't that be, that. Wouldn't that be so that? much fun for you Did if you I could go? That? Wow. Wow. I don't think I sounded like that. It cut, it cut oh, me okay. like that. That's what, it, that's, that's what it did to me. Uh, but no, have a lot of fun. Thank I, you. as a guy that have already seen the, the concert on live TikTok streaming. live, yeah. uh, I know you're going to enjoy it because uh, I sure do every night when yeah. I watch. <laughs> Alone in my <laughs> Alone room watching Taylor on Swift. On my couch, crying, <laughs> watching Taylor Swift give a hat to Kobe Bryant's daughter. That was beautiful. Um, I did cry yeah, when it was I saw great. that. You're going to have a blast. I am. Uh, thank you all for listening to this. Monday episode. Hope everybody had a great weekend. We got a great week of shows coming up, including Wednesday. The Reds stud rookie Matt McLean is joining me. And that was a really, really fun conversation. And in case you missed it last week, uh, we actually recorded last week a little bit early and the Justin news broke while I'm interviewing Matt, Matt McLean. <laughs> so both of our reactions were, were great. So Check out that on Wednesday. Two shows tomorrow, our typical Tuesday show that drops overnight. This week in Otani News, we got a good week ahead. So thank you all for listening to this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. That does it for this episode. Until next time, my friends, peace. Peace.